Previously on Dungeons and Doctorates. For a moment, this black glass panel screen, it flickered from the the level select to a three-eyed digital face. But Potentia and Meredith, you find what looks to be a large um, slab of stone that uh, has carvings on it. it it's, it's fallen backwards, and at one stage you imagine it would have been propped up. Um, but it has, like, carvings on it and, uh, like, cave paintings. And now we continue. It shows a group of these dinosaur humanoids Mm -hmm. um, in like a little group together with like a little depiction of the hut. And then it shows uh, a very large, like a pyramid shape, but with the top cut off. So like a squashed square kind of floating over them, above them. Yeah. And then in the next scene, there are these two-headed, three-eyed creatures and that they seem to be making war with Mm -hmm. these dinosaur people and you can see pictures of um, these dinosaur people being captured in chains and then you can see uh, it looks like these three-eyed two-headed alien creatures are being attacked by dragons in the next Mm. like panel and it seems that the dragons drive them away. And then the next thing you see is a panel depicting some kind of like religious ceremony, maybe, of these alien creatures with the, the two heads. And they appear to be sacrificing these dinosaur people. And there's this... Cool. Um, like, it looks... It kind of looks like an eye... That looks like it's like it's like watching over them as they as they're, they're doing the ceremony, and then you see the scene of like people being broken out of cages, mm. and and what looks like another battle between these dinosaur people and these aliens, and it looks like the dinosaur people ha- are winning this battle, and then you see. This, this squashed square shape it is now like resting on a surface whereas p- previously it was floating it's now resting on a surface and in the distance you see like the, the background of the, the the panel you can see what where a moon would normally sit in a, a pictographic mm. scenes but it's the planet instead of a moon 
and then you see you see the dinosaur people like erecting these those pillars you saw up on the surface but they're putting them on top of this this squashed square shape and then you see uh the what looks like looks like a huge impact of like something crashing into the ground and then the the final scene shows the the dinosaur people having that same kind of village imagery except now like in a circle inside of this squash triangle square Mm-hmm. Based on Potentia's knowledge of other cultures other than the one she grew up in, um, would it be fair to say that she would be able to work out that essentially what's happened, like essentially the core constructs of what has happened based on these images because it's the kind of thing that, from a, pic- from a pictographic sense, the use of imagery in this manner is used in other cultures? Does that make sense as a sentence? I don't. Yeah, I think sense. that makes sense. And I think... Um, it, it having Meredith there as well, like she would understand it from like a, a storytelling point of view as well. Mm. And like as as you're like looking at it, some back and forth between you as you like look at it and like, oh, do you think that is? Mm. Yeah, I think we. I think their reaction is fair enough, but I think we need to find a way to talk to them and get our friends back and leave. I think you're right, but, I mean, are there any left at the moment, do you think? Or are we alone here? You keep going. I mean, she's going to point at, like, the column structures that are, that are in the pictographic image. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we've seen those before. Yeah, we have, up on the surface, right? So there's no reason to think that this, and she's pointing at the, like, the sort of village community part of the final graphic image, there's no reason to think this doesn't exist. True, but we've seen a pretty large chunk of this place so far. We've seen dormitory rooms that look like a village, a more modern village perhaps than one, than Commonwealth Grove. Meredith, yeah, but they don't look like they've re- they're inhabited. Like, we saw dead... There was a dead guy up in the dorm. I'm I'm not sure we're... Because remember, we're Potentia in, didn't see that. any company here. No, Potentia didn't see that. Potentia didn't see that. Yeah. yeah, okay. Okay, well... Look, I'm, I'm not saying you're not wrong. I just... We haven't seen any evidence of habitation yet, except for these animals. Everything that looks like it's been inhabited by humanoids looks old or abandoned or... They could be here, though. Mike, I guess it boils down to that backpack-looking thing that that creature was wearing. Suggests to me that there's someone here alive and doing something that is, in theory, communicatable with. Yeah. I'm not sure which option concerns me more, that we're by ourselves here or that there is somebody 
still alive. Maybe we should keep going. What do you think, Harold? Brother says, yeah, Harold's walked around the other side of the the um, cabin, having not found much of a particular note. Yes, I mean, I agree. Clearly, somebody is here because that creature was too removed from any of these. Uh, I mean... And we've seen the constructs as well. Usually they have to be controlled by something, right? Yes, like the the original inhabitants of this place, you know, the the, the, the key seems to... Can I make a history check, Ben? I want to see if I know of any constructs that have survived after the inhabitants have gone. Okay, yeah, give me a history check. If you verbalise any of that, I would also, like, help her think through stuff, but it depends on if she's being outwardly verbal or not. 17. Um, I think she would just think. You've heard about, you've heard from Lanwin that um, there are examples of constructs left Mm -hmm. behind that have continued to operate based on the instructions they were given until they can no longer operate. Okay. But... So I don't know that that's actually conclusive at all now that I think about it, because I remember Lanwin telling me stuff about constructs continuing long after their creators were gone. Oh, I don't know. I mean... There's that face that Harold says he thinks he saw on the screen, though. I mean, it seems to me the original inhabitants of this place maybe were wiped out, but something or some things have taken their place. Uh, perhaps there's a small mm. contingent of them around here still somewhere. Uh, I, I mean, the, that, mm-hmm. thing, that thing up the top, it, it had too much intelligence or whether it itself or it's being, you know, controlled or given orders by someone, some, you know, it, there's some kind of agency going on. And I, I feel like there, there is some entity here that we could reason with. Um, I don't know. I'm not convinced. But regardless, we have to find that thing because it's got our friends. I mean, I I don't think it's here. Perhaps maybe we should just continue on to the next doors and see what we find. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, you just see a potential sort of nod to that, being like, that seems reasonable, but in a non-verbal I'll keep a... I'll keep a lookout as we go for the kind of footsteps that yeah. might indicate the thing, though, like the bigger, the bigger footprints. Um, okay. Yeah, as we're traveling. Uh, so leaving this little abandoned village behind, you travel across the rest of the valley uh, to this doorway, and. It's got some writing on it. Um, and, which, again, you can't read. But there's a stone marker that's been placed, like, directly in front of it with, like, a, an X. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you've got your key card, and you can see where it, the, the key card would fit into. Mm-hmm. Um... Hmm. Okay, well, I guess I'll enter the keycard then. Uh, the door opens and reveals a strange white-tiled room 
30 feet mm. across with four doors, one on each side, including the door that you're looking through. In the corners of the room, there are pot plants with strange alien-looking plants, blue and purple, and they seem to spiral and do like weird puffballs instead of leaves. Uh, in the center of the room is a stone pillar that comes up to about chest height for Potentia and Harold. And on sitting, resting on that, is one of these white cubes. Mm-hmm. The north door uh, is a is colored blue. The east door is colored red. And the west door is colored green. Mm-hmm. There also appear to be some chairs, some of these weird, like, very wide, low-set chairs, uh, and some, like, metallic posters on the walls. One of them appears to have some of these uh, two-headed, three-eyed creatures engaging in some kind of conversation, and there's some alien text describing what they're saying. One of them has uh, one of these, one of the posters has one of these like lizard cat creatures hanging from a wire uh, with some other alien text underneath it. Bad. Do you enter the room? Do you attempt to just decipher some of this text before you go in? I think Potentia's more comfortable in this room than out in the main area, so she's probably going to go into the room just to have a bit of a bit of a try and working out how it all works and stuff. Harold, Meredith. Yeah, I think Harold would probably go in. It seems like that's mm. the way forward. Yeah, same here. Okay, uh, the door closes behind you, and you can see from inside it is a white door. Mm. And as it closes. There is a electrostatic fuzz that makes all your hairs stand up briefly. Mm. Um, and uh, Potentia and Meredith in particular, like the hairs on the back of your neck stand up and like you feel uncomfortable for a moment. Mm-hmm. Is it staticky in the way that like Potentia has a hair like half up, half down most of the time? Does she get what I would refer to as Van de Graaff generated? Um, uh, just briefly, mm-hmm. and then it like just, um, and you can feel there's something, something funky just happened. Yeah. Oh, that did not feel good. What was that? Don't know. Meredith is like flexing her fingers, trying to like shake it off. It's weird. Uh, the white cube hasn't done anything. It's still just sitting there. Should we try one of these doors? None. I should mention none of the doors have one of these keycard slots. Uh, okay. Mm. I'm getting the distinct impression that whatever was going on here was some sort of experiment. You know, yeah. the creatures with weird 
like these like hybrid looking things, these plants, you know, I've read of, they say in the old times, you know, some very powerful people made these sort of aberrations, I suppose. I'm not sure that's exactly what was going on here, but it, it certainly seems like something like that. Uh, I mean, what do we do? It's, we can't leave people here. We can't get home without your friend. I mean, we have to sort of look for a clue, I suppose, on how we open the doors and what those colours mean. I, I don't suppose it's an accident that they're not uniform like the others. I'm sure whoever was working here, you know, arranged things this way for a reason. And I am a look for yeah, clues. Yeah, I was say, if that's the decision, yep. then that's Give the... me investigation rolls. No! Mm, 15. 15 for Harold. Ah! <laughs> Floor dice, hang on. Uh, natural 20. <laughs> okay. Plus six, question mark? <laughs> mm. Meredith? Hmm? Investigation roll? Oh, yep. 11. Okay. I think you're distracted by this lizard poster. Mm. You're like, oh, wait, this looks familiar. Um, Harold and... Like, Harold, you're, like, looking around, checking out the plants, trying to work out, like, these... These are strange. They... Hmm. Potentia, you uh, approach the cube, and you can see that while it does have this inner glow, it's, like, it's resting on this pillar and doesn't appear to be, like, aggressive or floating. It's just, it's just sitting there. And given that it's so centralised in the room, it has to be important... Uh, and as you step up towards it, it flashes green. Whap. And you, you step back and it returns to white. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the key card sort of in hand, I'm going to... Can I pick up the cube? Like, does it... Um... Uh, uh, but as you approach it, yeah, you, it flashes green. Whap. It's lighter than you expect it to be. Mm. Uh, I'm going to take the cube uh, and just sort of take it for a trip around the room and see if anything happens as I approach the doors with the cube. Um, every five seconds or so, it flashes green. What? 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 And as you're, like, walking around, you look down at the cube and... It, uh, one of those keycard slots has opened up mm. on the cube. Interesting. Well, uh, I mean, do I do I just do it, folks? Uh, the, there's a slot for the keycard. Uh, do we I mean, have I, any other options? I reckon. Go I mean, for I it, don't personally. I don't think so. And obviously, the people who built these things obviously use these cards so I don't think anything bad will happen maybe just stand back a little just in case do it and then step back and away from it please the last time you messed around with something on the moon Mm. well I don't know that a giant beam of light was what I was planning today she's not wrong well I mean I I have to be close to it to insert the key card unless you want to use your um Invisible hands. That's why she specifically said to do it and then step back away from it. Not, I, I like she already specifically said that. 
not that you shouldn't go near it at all. Like, and I'm away. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I uh, shall do that. All right. You in, insert your, your card and, like, step away. The card goes in. You hear an electronic, like, buzzing click buzz. The card pops out, mm-hmm. uh, ready for collection. Cool. Um, I'll sort of arm length, like, you know, yep. shink, grab the card. Uh, you pull out the card and the green door opens. Mm-hmm. Looking into the green door, it appears to be an exact duplicate of this room connected from the red door. Like if if it's like an it's mm-hmm. like an exact copy of this room has been placed to the left and you would be walking into another version of this room. Hey, this is your friendly Dungeon Den Doctorate's DM, Ben, here to remind you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and to use the hashtag DNDoctorates when you talk about the show. Word of mouth is the main way that this show grows. So when you tell your friends, tell your family, tell strangers on the internet how much you love DN Doctorates, we love seeing that. And by tagging us in those posts, we can like and retweet them. And that's always a way to bring us into the conversation because we love interacting with you, our fans. We're having a great time here on the moon and the story is going from from strange thing to strange thing. Where it goes next, uh, nobody knows except me, but also we haven't recorded it yet. So who knows what's going to happen next? We have a very special mid-show message to be read out on this one, uh, read out by the Queen of the Moon Crabs. So I will pass it over to her uh, to carry on. Thank you, Bran. This message is from David to Sammy. They say crustaceans are beautiful everywhere. Thank you, David. I agree. Wow. Uh, thank you, Queen of the Moon Crabs. That was something. Uh, and if you would like a message to be read out on the show by myself, Kate, Joe, Ross, or any of the cast and the NPCs, Please just fill out the form via the link tree. It's really short and you can have a message delivered to someone you care about. Just fill out that form once again via our link tree, which you can find on all our social media and at our website, dndoctorates.com. Hey, do you like merch? Do you like representing shows that you like listening to on hoodies and mugs and tote bags and shirts? And just being out there with some cool Ferro Masters University swag. Well, uh, we have a merch store. That's right. We do. But also, we're looking for ideas for merch. So if there is something you 
desperately want on a shirt, please tell us because we want to make those things a reality. If you want a great image of Gore and the Fur Masters University Barbarian Student Society, tell us because we will make that. If you want an image of the Moon Crab Queen, uh, tell us that. If you want something totally unique that we haven't thought of, send us a message on Twitter and Facebook and let us know what you'd like because we want to make the things that you want to have. Did you tune in to our Discussions and Dragons talk that we did for National Science Week here in Australia? Oh, you didn't? That's a shame. But the video on demand is now available on our YouTube account, Dungeons and Doctorates. That's right, the Science and Storytelling Discussions and Dragons video is available to watch. You can see the entire thing on our YouTube account. And if you're not interested in watching it on YouTube, we'll be putting it out as a podcast episode soon. So keep an ear out for that in the coming weeks. But if you did want to watch it on YouTube, just jump across to our YouTube channel, Dungeons and Doctorates, and have a look at the Discussions and Dragons talk that we did. We discussed the intersection of science communication and storytelling from tabletop role-playing games to media and pop culture settings. We had a lot of fun. The whole D&D Doctorates crew were involved. And uh, yeah, give it a look. The next episode for the show should be coming out next Thursday, the 1st of September, uh, or the Friday, Saturday at the latest. If if you've been listening to the show for a while, you you understand that life sometimes gets in the way. And uh, we appreciate you giving us some leeway when it comes to episodes coming out. We are just a small team. We don't have any editors that we pay. We do it ourselves in amongst all the other stuff we're doing jobs and life and all those things so we appreciate you being patient with us as episodes come out and speaking of patience i'm not going to wear yours any thinner let's get back to this episode right now well i suppose we go in maybe there's a series of doors that lead where we need to go Meredith is going to take out her book and start drawing. Like mapping? I think she's going to, yeah, she's going to draw out a square and then like mark where all of the red, green, white, and what was the other colour? Blue. Blue doors are. Yeah, blue in the north, white in the south, east is red, west is green. Yeah. Alright, so you travel from this room into the adjoining room, and as you leave this first room the door closes behind you and you look back and it's red behind you say that again Mm -hmm. which one was the red uh red is east green is west north is blue white at the bottom and we've gone this way okay cool and you are in an exact duplicate of the room you were just in okay uh the white cube is on the pillar in the middle of the room i mean i suppose we approach the cube again and see it if a door opens flashes green what and the key card slot appears yep putting the key in yeah i'll yeah i'll be like yeah yep it goes in buzz click buzz pops out and the green door opens do we go in the door 
I mean, yes, I think we keep following this for now and see where it leads. Uh, so until you do something different, you yeah. continue, like, travelling to the next room. Hmm. Mm. Duplicate. Green flash. Buzz, click, buzz. Green door. All right. Next room. Harold, what happens if we put the keycard back into the cube after the green door? So this is, like, on the fourth the fourth room. Uh-huh. Right. Like, have we presumably gone in a circle now? You've just been going... Like, no, we've been going... West. West, yeah. Uh, we can try it, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll... I'll um, once the door is open, I'll remove the card and then put it back in again. Yep. Buzz, click, buzz, pops out. Green door remains open. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we just keep going. I think the card's probably only programmed to let you go one way. It's like, an, yeah. like we were talking about before. You're only allowed access to certain areas in places like this. Are we just going to keep going through the green doors forever, though? Like, is it going to change? I can't answer that question. Yeah, I suppose there's only one way to find out, right? Potential not. I mean, I, I don't like the possibility that there's potentially just an infinite number of these rooms, uh, but... We kind of don't have another option right now. Yes, I, I'm not really sure how we would get the cube to... I mean, it, it seems to flash green when it's sort of... It's it, That's sort of like a neutral flash, it seems. Like, it, I, I, it turned blue, didn't it, when we... Uh, when we showed it to the, uh, the the card before when the, the cube upstairs was pursuing us. Travelling into the next room, door closes behind you, attempting the key card once again. Mm. This time, you notice something different, Harold, because you're, you're paying particular attention. To, you've gone through this five times now. Mm. paying particular attention you notice that as the green door opens for just for like a very split second as you like we're looking through that door peeking through the crack the green door in the next room was just closing um okay so I think I have some bad news everybody um I feel like I feel like we're basically doing a loop right so as our door is opening a door presumably ahead of us is closing but what if that's the door we've just walked through you see what i'm saying we're sort of all we're doing is going out of a door on one side and appearing in the very same room on the other side okay Hmm? so we so we haven't moved five doors west. We've actually moved nowhere. Oh, no. Yes. Test it. How about when we go through our next door, we don't close the door behind us? And then if we see us, then we know it's a loop. Well, I don't think we have control over the door closing is the problem. And I think in order to... We need to leave something behind. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Um, how do you feel about parting with your delightful little cat sculpture, Meredith? What? No. Uh, Did I anybody mean, else like bring a um a rock or something? No. What about? I is there anything else in the room? Travel fairly light. 
I mean, I was at a conference. <gasps> you know what? I could leave. I'm going to Hansel mm. and Gretel it. Does Hansel and Gretel... Anyway, um, I'm going to leave some, some food. Yeah. I'm going to, like, pick out some of my trail mix and, like, scatter mm. it in a corner. Okay. And then going into the next room? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So, confusingly, you go into the next room and actually there is a picnic blanket on the floor with the remains of a meal. And Meredith, you look at it and in, in the corner of the picnic blanket along the edge is Meadowlark, your last name. This is your picnic blanket. You like, you pull it, you open your bag. It's in your bag. It is the same picnic blanket. I love that I carry a picnic blanket. Of course anyway. <laughs> okay, this is weirding me out more than usual. Is it possible we're traveling both in space and time? Why would crumbs give you a blanket, though? That the logic of it is. Well, what I'm saying is that it's possible that what we're... Who's to say that this blanket wasn't left by a future version of ourselves going through this room? Meredith, you do feel quite hung- You do feel quite hungry. Okay, Meredith, the rule is you're not allowed to put a blanket down. <laughs> yeah, but... You do feel like it's why, snack time. Why would I have a picnic? I mean, we've been going for a while. I, I, you know... It, Look, I love any... food, but we're in the middle of a crisis. But, you know, everyone needs to rest uh, at some point. We can't go on forever. <sighs> but, of course, if we are travelling in both space and time, by putting the blanket down now, we're, we're essentially creating a fixed point in history, presumably, where the reason it's happened is because we've already seen ourselves do it. Precisely. It's like a paradox. Oh, my brain hurts. <laughs> I think that we should take a second here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think going through the green door, I think we will, I, I, I really think we will literally be able to go through that door forever. I think we need to have a look around, see if we can find any other clues that would help us sort of find our way through a different door. Mm. I think you're right. I think we do need to figure out another door okay give me investigations Bloop. ooh terrible four twenty-four okay Meredith <gasps> not twenty so twenty-four yeah. um looking around the room you're looking at this this cat poster this cat lizard poster Meredith mm-hmm. and something about it Inspires you as you as you stare at the 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 cat lizard determination as it as it hangs in there holding onto this wire. <laughs> You're looking at it, and there's along the edge of this poster a little bit of light seeping through. And you move up closer and slide the poster away. A very thin crack appears, and you appear on the other side through this crack and you're looking at yourself and this other version of you 
puts their finger to their lips and slides you through the crack a gold keycard. I'm going to take the keycard and just like turn around with my eyes like very wide. And then they they slide the poster back into place so you can't see them in. And I'm just going to turn around holding the keycard and go um try this and I hand it to Harold. Uh Thank you. Did where, where where did you find this? I don't think you want to know. I don't think I want to know. Hmm. hmm. All right. Well, uh, in it yep. goes. Buzz, click, buzz, and the blue door opens. Uh, onwards? <laughs> Question mark. Let's um, go. Meredith, give me a perception check. Uh, Harold, also, do you hold on to the key or do you hand it back to Meredith? I'll keep hold of it. I got a maths 20. Maths 20. Math 20? Maths! <laughs> Coming from the the poster on the other side of the room, uh, opposite the, the cat lizard, you thought you could hear Harold's voice. And was that your voice? Harold, give me the card. Okay, uh, here you go. I'm going to take the card and go up to the poster. Peering through the poster, there's a light through a crack in the wall, and you see yourself peering through. I'm going to put my fingers to my lips and push the card through. They take it. They look very confused. Uh Uh-huh. But now we're in another loop! Ah! Do you go through the blue door and leave this place? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, congratulations, you've solved my paradox puzzle. Yay! I'm just trying oh so gosh. hard not to sing some Gilbert and Sullivan right now. It's fine. Oh, man, that broke my brain, Ben. It's just... You go through the blue door and into a very nice-looking elevator. Unlike Mm -hmm. the ones you've been previously, this one has some, like, gold trim around it. Uh, And as you step in, the doors close and you begin to ascend. This is Joe. Thank you so much for listening to this latest episode of Dungeons & Doctorates. If you enjoy the show, why not recommend the podcast to a friend? 
It really helps us out. If you have questions for our cast about the show or a submission for a mid-show message, head on over to dndoctorates.com. That's dndoctorates.com. You can also help support the show by checking out our sweet, sweet merch over at merch.dndoctorates.com. Honestly, I cannot tell you just how comfortable those sweatshirts are. Oh my gosh, I wear it all the time. It's amazing. (laughs) 